show the establishment warned you about. And thank you for joining us today. This is Dr. Tommy Show live from Lutz, Florida. I'm America's free market doctor, and you are joining the most listened to concierge medicine morning show in the whole entire galaxy. (laughs) That's the replay. And if you are joining us for the first time, we uh, welcome you, and uh, we're going to have a fun filled 30 minutes or so, 25 minutes, and then uh, back to your normal activities. And joining me today is Tracy, as always. Good morning. Good morning. And we have a kind of a mixture of different things today. Uh, some of the things uh, are more for our benefit so that we can refresh ourselves on uh, some of the new things that we learned and share them with you. Uh, before I go too far, though, I wanted to say thank you for uh, to Atlas MD for being a wonderful sponsor of this show for the past two years or so. And uh, Atlas MD is the preeminent medical software for membership medicine practices. If you are a membership medicine doctor and you would like to find out what it's like to use a EMR that is specially built for you, go to askdrkami.com and click on special offer for Atlas MD and you can use Atlas MD for free for 60 days. Normal cost is, um, I think it's $300 per provider. But you, you can will use not be disappointed. Six, and it, it's it's well worth its um, money because it does so many different things besides just be an EMR. And one of the things that we're talking to or we're hearing about on the way in this morning is uh, daylight savings time is upon us, and soon Yay. Florida has passed a law or asked has approved a law to have year-round daylight year round daylight savings time in Florida. Yes, yeah, so spring forward will stay spring forward. We will not be doing fall back. It has to be signed off. Uh, one needs another, another signature. But yep. I'm excited about that. I like when we change um, the clocks in the spring. I don't like when we change the clocks in the fall. Yeah, I never really understood the point of it. This is from TBO.com. Lawmakers approve year-round daylight savings time. But it's not a done deal yet. This is from Scott Iskowitz, The Times. After hours of divisive debate over guns, schools, and freedom, the Florida Senate spent less than a minute Tuesday and voted on something they could all agree on, daylight. The Senate voted 33-2 to to send a bill to Governor Rick Scott to ask the U.S. Congress to decide whether Florida should be a state that enjoys daylight savings time year-round. It was passed by the House on February 14th, 103-11. to And when I heard that, my immediate thought was, why do we have to ask Congress if we can do that? Yes, why do we? And the two that opposed it, what do you? What was their reasoning for that, I wonder? I mean, we live in the sunshine state. We should have daylight for as long as we possibly can every day. Yep. If approved, Florida would join two other states that have exempted themselves from the 1966 law that set a uniform time for all time zones across the country. Hawaii and most of Arizona are on standard time year-round. So 1966 is when it became a, a law. So this is like one of those things when you are a young person, your field of reference is whatever is your time, uh, your lifespan is. So for us, we were born after 1966. Mm-hmm. So for us, daylight savings time is something that is that's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Yes, But it hasn't always been that way. Mm-hmm. Another good example is marijuana. Uh, marijuana used to be legal to use for however you wish to use it. Kind of like one of our patients was telling us about this tea that you can drink that they yes. sell in head shops, which is 
for you, those of you who aren't familiar, is places where you can buy uh, water pipes, not to be called bongs. Yes. Because you will be kicked out of the store if you call them bongs. That apparently. word has been um, made illegal. Made, made illegal. According to the guy who runs the one here in Tampa. Yes, the tea the is called Tampa. Kratom. Yeah, Kratom tea. So anyway, that's a kind of a, it's got hallucinogenic properties maybe. I forgot. Well, there's, uh, I think, uh, well, I believe there's about five different varieties and they all do something different. But yes, yeah. some of them do, um, can cause you to hallucinate. I'm not sure who'd want to do that. But the other ones have um, an opioid effect mm-hmm. and, um, you but know, those are calming and relaxing. Although some states do make them illegal. They, I read that Arkansas, it's illegal in Arkansas. But none of them are on the... FDA's uh, Schedule One prohibited drugs use, like marijuana is. Right. And marijuana uh, joined on uh, the Schedule One list of things that you cannot use. I believe is I believe cocaine is on there. Although they used to use cocaine as a topical analgesic mm-hmm. for the eye, and I also believe that um, heroin's on there. So marijuana is it classified in this with same, the same as yep. heroin and co- <laughs> cocaine. Anyway, that's back to, so this, the Congress still has to approve it. Um, I don't know. Seems like a good idea to me. I like it. Yep. Also, I like the idea. Uh, speaking of uh, proving things, um, the Oscars were here, and if you weren't there or didn't watch it, you joined millions of people who didn't watch it. Here's a little rundown. Of the Oscar 2018 winners from NewYorkTimes.com. This is compiled by Andrew Chow. And... Uh, Maybe some of you listening watched it, and probably some of you didn't, but the best picture was Shape of Water. Okay. Whatever uh, that is. Director is Guillermo. Oh, wait. Is that the fish movie? The woman yes. falls in um, The love person the falls in love with the fish. Apparently. Director, best director, or director award went to Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Best actor was Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. This is a movie about Winston Churchill. Um. And what was that? Darkest Hour. I mean, what was the award? Best Actor. Okay. Gary Oldman, who... Okay. For those of you not familiar with Gary Oldman, he played uh, the uh, evil uh, doctor who was disfigured by Hannibal Lecter, and uh, I believe it was Hannibal. Okay. Hannibal. Uh, the movie Hannibal, which was a sequel to Silence of the Lambs, Dr. Lecter convinced this doctor, who was apparently, I think he was a child molester, to carve his own face up with a mirror mm-hmm. and feed the pieces to the dog, or Hannibal Lecter did that. Anyway, Gary Oldman played that character. He also played in Batman as the, um, um, I forgot his name, but anyway, the the captain. The I don't remember. Yeah, Actress is Frances McDormand, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing. I heard that's good. What's the name of it? Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's the name of the movie? Mm-hmm. It's a long name. I've never yep. even heard of that. I read a little brief thing about it. Said it was. It said that you have a there's a surprise twist or something like that. I'm always interested in movies that are have a surprise twist. Best supporting actor Sam Rockwell and on and on it went. Okay, Dunkirk got film editing and best sound and mixing. Okay, Dunkirk was very good. We saw that. That's the only one we saw on this list. It was a little confusing. There was a lot a lot of different scenes going on at which, one time, which makes sense because the best mm-hmm. editing because. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would that was hard. 
Mm-hmm. But it was it was good. So Clint Eastwood's movie would not be on that list. It would maybe go for 2019. I think it might have been on this list because I think they had to do a limited release. You have to do like a certain amount of release before you do a major release. But no, it's been panned everywhere. We have yet to see it. I know. We keep saying that we're going to go see it on a Tuesday. Um, we use our AT&T uh-huh. um, benefits. And yeah, we've yet to do it. Uh, this is something interesting. This is a rugby player who swallowed a garden slug as oh. Dare fights Australia government over health That's bills. That's a sad story. This is from foxnews.com. Sam Ballard now needs 24-7 care from his mother, Kate, and the family after swallowing a garden slug as a dare and developing eosinophilic meningoencephalitis. Oh. I won't, I challenge any other uh, morning show host to, to say that. <laughs> Eosinophilic meningoencephalitis. They are in debt after the Australian government slashed funding in 2010 at a friend's party. Uh, Strapping 19-year-old rugby player Sam Ballard swallowed a garden slug as a dare. A group of friends was sitting around the table drinking red wine when a slug was produced, and one of them said, Eat it, I dare you. Ballard swallowed the slug. Prior to this, Ballard's mother, Katie, had thought her son as a larrikin which is a hooligan, but invincible, that nothing could ever happen to him. Sam Ballard was a strapping rugby player. Again, they said strapping. Before the devastating effects of the infection from a garden slug. All right. Down the road here, it says, Ballard from Sydney's North Shore fell ill and was taken to Royal North Shore Hospital where he was diagnosed as having been infected with rat lungworm. The worm is found in rodents, but snails or slugs can be infected when they eat the feces of rats with the parasite known as Angiostrongulus strongulus cantoninius. Say that again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that word. And when I read that article, I'm like, yeah. ah, I don't know how to pronounce that word. Yeah, there's somewhere there's a, uh, out there there's a uh, person who's making fun of me for not being able to pronounce that. <laughs> anyway, while most people develop no symptoms, very rarely it causes infection in the brain. Ballard swallowed the slug on a dare, of course. You know, oh, that. it was in a coma for over a year. Very sad. Ballard contracted eosinophilic meningocephalitis, which many recover from, which he initially seemed to be rallying, but then he relapsed, he lapsed into a coma for 420 days and became a quadriplegic. Gosh. Wasn't that a terrible story? Mm-hmm. When you were in school, did did you see kids do dares, eat bugs? No. Not eating bugs. Did other dares. Like what other kind of dares? Well, we used to make each other pass out in school. Oh. Uh, let me just finish. Katie Ballard applied to National Disability Insurance Scheme. Oh, it's called a scheme. When her son became eligible in four in 2016, September, without warning, the National Disability Insurance Scheme texted her to say a review of his plan had slashed his allocation to around 135000 The massive funding cut was without explanation around the clock care. means the Ballard family are heavily in debt, blah, blah, blah. Is it 135000 per year or just well, a full he, he amount? He became eligible for a $492,000 package. Okay, so and that's basically like some it. type of settlement. Yeah. That'd be lifetime, obviously, right. then. That's terrible, isn't it? Awful. Yeah, it's a sad story. But yeah, back in school, we used to do things like that. Yes, I remember children do not eat bugs. Yeah, I remember we used to dare in um, history class. We used to, I remember it was history, I think. Somebody who's a classmate of mine who's now a prominent attorney in Polk County, I won't say his name. Oh, We made each passed out in class like what getting behind each other and holding your neck no just sit in the sit in the um desk and you made yourself pass out no you hyperventilate yeah and then you blow out 
Did you do that? And then you push there. Did you do that? I remember I was sitting in class one time and I was sitting there and we were um, in class, whatever, studying. Maybe we were quiet reading or something. And I heard, and I looked around and this guy, this friend of mine from high school, wakes up. He's like, oh, yeah. Went back to reading. So he had just done that. That's what you do when you're bored in school, you know? Gosh. Oh, I hope Kaylee never gets bored in school and hyperventilates uh, and passes Only boys out. that do stuff like that. I think so. I can't imagine girls doing I mean, that. Some girls would, but mostly boys. I That's remember, gender stereotyping, which you're not supposed to do nowadays. Well, it's the truth. And I remember in school, um, boys would dare the boys to eat bugs. Oh, really? Yeah. Not garden slugs, I hope. No, like roaches. <laughs> poor kid, Caterpillars though. or some things like that. This was something that um, I saw on Twitter. AAPS retweeted this. Uh, this is uh, the guy who battled Republicans over Obamacare is investing in health tech for the 99%. So that's a loaded um, that's a loaded headline there because the 99% implies the rest of us because the wealthiest 1% are the ones that are to be demonized mm-hmm. and they have unfairly gotten their fair share of wealth by throwing everybody else under the bus. Anyway, so this is from Al Drago. I'm oh, sorry. This is from Christina Farr, CNBC.com. This is from March 4th. Andy Slavitt. So Andy Slavitt was the CMS director, administrator. CMS is Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services. So it should be CMSS. So MM, but it's just CMS. Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services. Andy Slavitt, former administrator under uh, President Obama. Andy Slavitt has been called a renegade a rabble rouser and a policy wonk. Soon he may be be known as a new title, venture capitalist. Slavitt made a name for himself as the entrepreneur turned Medicare chief who took on Republican lawmakers seeking to repeal the Affordable Care Act. I didn't know he was an entrepreneur because what I knew him as, he used to be the uh, uh, CEO of of, uh, a group called, I forget what it was. Somebody else pointed this out on Twitter. He was a group, he was CEO of some healthcare conglomerate or some healthcare group that actually had to settle with um, the government for reimbursement or whatever. Hmm, I've never even heard of that. Anyway, so Andy Slavitt uh, is going to now uh, work on helping the uh, – it says, he started out with a clear population in mind, the oldest and sickest in America. Slavitt has returned to his home to invest in ideas that will improve the healthcare system. CNBC called with him about his new fund, which is still in the development phase. But basically, they're trying to do what everyone else has tried to do in healthcare. It is uh, try to manage people's health via, via a third party, which just is going to do all these fancy things to make everyone healthy and save money at the same time. Right. He's kind of knocking the Fitbit in that article. And, yeah. Um, well, he says, well, here's what he says. We need to stop investing in the third Fitbit for the 50-year-old upper-class person and start innovating for people who have common diseases and conditions but live in communities with low access to care. Now, so who's investing in it? Who's investing in Fitbits for the 50-year-old? I don't know. If I want to have Fitbit and yeah. I'm 50, I'll buy one. And or if I'll a company it. wants to, they can do that. Yeah. But see, this idea is that someone else should be in charge mm-hmm. of doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, Someone else should be overseeing all this stuff, these masterminds that are going to be able to better spend the money than you know andy slavitt's going to be much better at spending the money than you or i mm-hmm. you know we may you know, if we were stupid enough we maybe got by the fitbit but we need to be thinking you know more our, our fitbit and our atlas md sync are, yeah they sync together yeah 
But uh, yeah, if I want a Fitbit or whoever else wants to invest in Fitbits, by all means, go for it. See, listen to this. It says, while running the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare, uh, it said Medicaid and Medicaid, but Medicaid and Medicare, Slavit did not lie awake at night worrying about the prototypical Fitbit or Apple Watch user met their goals. People with chronic conditions like diabetes, heart disease account for 86% of America's healthcare cost. We need to talk about real human problems, he said. Um, he says his first investment is in a Alphabet spin out, Alphabet's who owns Google, called CityBlock. CityBlock isn't treating patients yet, but his goal is to help low-income Americans with costly and complex needs across a range of services, including including housing and support. Including housing and support. So this is like, okay, so here it goes. CityBlock isn't a purely philanthropic enterprise. The company seeks sees a path to make money by taking on the risk of these populations and delivering better, more affordable care. The idea is that a company can put forward a proposal to a payer, like the government or an employer, describe how it will bring down cost. It can deliver, if it can deliver, the payer shares a portion of the amount saved. Well, that's just an HMO. But what they're saying is take the HMO to a whole nother level. Supersize your HMO, basically. Instead of it just having to do with your medicines, have to do with your house, yeah. your food, maybe your gym membership. This is the way these masterminds think. They they are so smart. They are so clever that they can figure out all of these different moving parts. Because everyone else is too poor and dumb. Well, too dumb, mostly, I mm-hmm. think. Too dumb or poor to figure it well, out Well, usually themselves. the poor, a lot of times the poor is uneducated. And they, then these people swoop in and... Save the day. Save the day on their behalf by taking government payment for them. Um, They're not going to get any payment. They're just doing this out of the goodness of their heart. They're going to get lots of payment from the government. Uh, Allergy season is upon us. If you're out there struggling with allergies, we talked about this last time, but one of the uh, major things we're seeing in our office is people with headaches, dizziness, Mm -hmm. ringing in the ears. Mm -hmm. Make sure to uh, try to keep your windows shut. Also, keep your air conditioner on to... Get rid of the pollen and also mm-hmm. make sure to um, use a um, antihistamine if you're able to, like Claritin or Zyrtec or Allegra. Mm-hmm. And then also make sure to, uh, if you start developing fever or headache or something like that, get mm-hmm. checked out for uh, Yes. Infection. We use a vaporizer, but what were we looking at this morning? Humidifier. No. What? A uh, HEPA filter. Oh, a HEPA filter. They're yeah. a little expensive, but. Yeah. The one if- I used to have was at Honeywell. Yeah, so if it works, you know, that might be an ideal too. Honeywell HEPA filter, and it got burned up when the ground went out in my um, utility room. Oh, the ground went out and burned up all the appliances. <laughs> I remember. Washing machine, dryer, everything. Do you remember when the bedroom light and the bathroom light would... That's the same problem. Yeah, would and go off. And then I fixed it. And go on, and go off, and go on. I've been dealing with that problem for years. Two electricians... Came and checked out the issue. Yep, exactly. And then you fixed it in about one hour. I don't know why you hadn't done that, though. Because it was something I didn't want to do. A lot of times when you do stuff like this, there's this... I think it's like going to the doctor. There's this feeling that there's going to be something more than what you want to get involved with. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for instance, our patient came in uh, last last uh, week or so. He had a skin problem they had for years. And that when I was back at USF that I had referred him out for the same skin problem. Anyway, he put it off for so many years. And then finally he got it taken care of because he just thought it would be a, a problem. But how long did it take? 12 minutes? Well, I never even came into the room. So you did it all on your own pretty quick. When I came in, you were done. Basal cell carcinoma. E, D, and C. You did it. Done quick. right here. Taught yeah. to me by Adam Brunson. 
Adam taught me how to do that. Okay. Adam yeah, taught me I'm how gonna, to do a lot of stuff. I'm taught me how to inject knees, today. shoulders, a lot of different things. That's it for today. That was kind of quick, quicker than I thought. What I think I want to mention, though, is if you're interested in uh, using some revolutionary, not revolutionary, that's that's a overused word, some very uh, un- unique features for your business involving um, video conferencing, you can uh, use a one of our partners called One Touch Video Chat. And what they are is a company that helps your company achieve a video interface for your clients. So whether you're a bank, a real estate company, or even a healthcare company, and you want to talk to your clients in real time with video very easily, uh, One Touch Video Chat can help you. And if you want to go find out more about that, go to otvideochat.com. And uh, also you can reach out to us because we've had, or I've had a, a personal involvement with it. And I can tell you what I think it's useful for. And what I think it'd be great for is if you were to be a doctor who wanted to start doing uh, a lot of um, telemedicine, if you Mm -hmm. want to do a lot of it, make it one of the centerpieces. We do telemedicine, but it's not the centerpiece of our business. Right. And our telemedicine is handled through Atlas, Mm -hmm. Atlas MD. But if you wanted to do telemedicine and start a business doing it, one touch video chat could help you get on the, get on the, uh, get running. Across the iPhones, desktop, all over. So otvideochat.com. And song of the week today is from Kiss. And this is a song called Cold Gin. And it is written by Ace Freely, who was the spaceman from Kiss. And if you remember back a long time ago, this was from the um, first album, uh, eponymous album called Kiss. And this is written by Ace Freely, sung by Gene Simmons. And for all of you listening, thank you for joining us. Please uh, subscribe on YouTube and iTunes and share with your friends and family. And thank you for listening all over the world. And until next time, bye-bye.